Welcome to Conversations with Leaders, an AWS podcast focused on personal lessons of leadership, culture, and technology from business leaders across the globe. Enjoy today's conversation. Welcome to AWS Conversations with Leaders. My name is Jake Burns. I'm an enterprise strategist with AWS. We're going to talk about how generative AI is shaping the future of healthcare. Today, I'm joined by Tejas Desai, who's a principal at Deloitte, and Amish Patel, who's the CTO of Elevance Health. Tejas and Amish, thank you for joining us. Maybe Tejas, you could start off and just tell us a brief bit about yourself and your role. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Tejas Desai, I'm a partner at Deloitte. I focus in healthcare and at the intersection of healthcare and technology, where I serve some of our largest payer and provider clients in helping them truly launch into the future of health and how they can adopt cloud and new technologies such as AI to transform their business. Amish, over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jake, for having me on this podcast. My name is Amish Patel. I'm the Chief Technology Officer at Elevance Health, and I'm responsible for all of our platform, cloud, and exponential engineering teams. Elevance Health is one of the largest healthcare companies in the United States. We are a health company dedicated to making a real progress towards improving the health of people and communities we serve. We are one of the biggest blue in the Blue Cross Blue Shield network of organizations. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. So let's start off and talk about where you see the opportunities across the healthcare industry today. Sure. A couple of things, uh, Jake. One is I cannot think of a better industry to be in other than healthcare in the age of data and AI. It's absolutely where most of the innovative and exponential technologies are being deployed. And most importantly, these technologies are making huge impact to all our lives. When you think about health, nothing is more personal than your health information. Our cars, if you think about cars and all the modern sensors that are, are in there, we have more sensors in our cars than we have on ourselves. So essentially, we are just getting started with getting these personalized data and using the data to inform our constituents about their health and their well-being. Meeting our customers' needs to have access to an integrated ecosystem where data from multiple places are getting converged in a unified domain where the member or customer is at the center of this is where I think the biggest opportunity lies for healthcare. And the companies that are going to be able to capitalize on this huge convergence of data plus AI plus these opportunities and inform their customers on their well-being will be the emerging leaders in this space. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Let's just dive right into it because you mentioned the opportunity in healthcare, given the data available and the emergence of AI and generative AI technologies. I speak to a lot of customers that are so interested in leveraging these technologies, but really are looking at how to get started. So can you talk a little bit about how Elevance Health got started on this journey, leveraging AI and generative AI, and what advice you might have for other leaders that wish to do the same? Sure. We have been doing AI for a while now. So we have had a robust governance process, a responsible AI framework. And I think it's very, very important that all companies trying to get into this space establish a strong process around AI and Gen AI from a governance perspective, especially the larger ones that are more focused on regulatory requirements and what have you. But when I look at cloud and Gen AI, these are exponential technologies that are going to make a huge difference in the way your businesses are going to operate. So having a strong business alignment, and listen, we all have that. We all have use cases that can directly benefit from it. So speed is of utmost importance over here. So going after those small cases, use cases that can make a huge impact, I think that's the way I would want to focus. And that's how we have done it. I mean, we have had multiple quick wins 
in some of our businesses using AI and Gen AI. And we have just used that as a launching pad to tackle some of the bigger problems that we are now evaluating. Yeah, I love that approach. It's exactly the same thing that I've been talking about for years with the cloud. Find those use cases that you can implement relatively quickly, uh, relatively easily, but are going to give you some value and provide value to your customers to get that momentum going on your side, right? Because if you kind of pick the hardest use case first, it's going to be a long time before you see results. And if you pick something that doesn't create value, then even if you're successful, then so what, right? So that approach tends to work really, really well with any emerging technology. Tejas, your principal at Deloitte, what are you seeing? You know, when I look at customers implementing Gen AI, and as this industry, really the space has been evolving, I see people focusing in three different areas, and I think all of them will benefit overall ecosystem. I've seen customers be very successful in implementing things that are focused on streamlining their own operations and how to use Gen AI internally around ops. There's a lot of manual processes that are out there today that Gen AI can truly help move to the next level. You then have a very interesting whole genre of Gen AI when it comes to the developer experience and how do we leverage Gen AI to truly increase the speed and reduce the time to market of development for an organization such as Elevance Health. The one that I think where you know, Elevance is focused probably a majority of their time is how do we truly differentiate and create a new consumer experience? How do we drive things such that we can anticipate health needs? How do we truly focus on preventive healthcare, right? Which is really where we all want to focus on so how do we leverage all the data from the smartwatches and devices and create insights from them, leverage Gen AI to then predict certain things in order to take action? And that the action is the most important piece. There's the three areas where when I think the consumer angle of this is going to be where there's going to be a huge impact to the entire community. I would also echo two things that I think they just mentioned, right? Around the developer enablement. That's a huge component over here. I think that's something that you can quickly start. If you think about some of these code generating tools, they have been in the marketplace for a while or longer than some of the Gen AI capability. And I believe from a developer experience perspective, you can get a huge lift around that and you can dabble in that in a big way. Well said, Tejas. I think that's one of the big use cases that my team and my organization are also looking at. Oh, definitely. You know, Amazon Code Whisperer is very, very popular with developers and even non-developers nowadays. So I'm definitely seeing that as well as the first killer app, as far as I can tell, for generative AI. I'm really curious, though, to dive a little deeper on what Elements Health is doing to continuously improve the healthcare experience for customers. Because, you know, probably almost everyone, if not everyone in the audience, is a customer. The good and the bad, we've seen it from firsthand experience, but curious to know behind the scenes what you're doing to leverage these technologies to make that experience better for your customers. First, I would say is that we serve people across that entire spectrum of their health journey and address their full range of needs with an integrated whole health approach powered by industry-leading capabilities and our digital platform for health. So if I talk to you about our digital engagement platform, Sydney Health, it gives consumers an enhanced healthcare experience and puts more of their healthcare information at their fingertips. So highly, highly recommend that if you are a, a member, a customer of Elevance Health, please use Sydney Health. And all of this, quite candidly, Jake, is powered by cloud. We have built a strong foundation for cloud, uh, which is helping us with speed, agility, resiliency, and scalability. And this is where, in my mind, 
a lot of transformational work in AI and Gen AI will be happening in the near future. AI is fundamentally transforming the way we are interacting with the world on all levels across industries. And our customers have come to expect a digital enabled, personalized and intuitive experience. We at Elevance Health are truly elevating whole health and advancing health beyond healthcare. And some of these exponential technologies are fundamental to our progress. Yeah, absolutely. One of the benefits of being in the cloud is that you get automatically any new technology that's developed, you know, you get access to immediately. And so I think those that have been early adopters of cloud are getting to enjoy being early adopters of generative AI and be able to kind of hit the ground running with that and not having to start from zero. Could we talk a little bit about some of the specific things that you're doing? When I talk to customers, there just seems to be this real appetite, specifically with generative AI. They seem to be convinced that it's a great idea. They all seem to be wanting to implement it. But really knowing how others who have adopted it already and having success with it, how they got started with it, how they got through those initial hurdles and what the results have been so far, I think that's something that's a, of great interest to our audience. So do you mind sharing some of those examples? Yeah, sure. I will tell you about the one example that my team, the benefits team, is doing. So if you think about healthcare, right, the way you interact with a lot of healthcare organization is through your benefits, right? You sign up for your benefits. And typically, those benefits are pretty elaborate when it comes to what is your copay, what is your deductible, what have you. And a lot of times, our members have questions about that. And what we have done is we have ingested all these documents into generative AI. And we are allowing and we are piloting right now our care center and call center employees who are fielding some of these questions from our members. We are allowing them to query these models. And what we are seeing, Jake, is some phenomenal success and accuracy at which some of these models are able to respond to the documents that we have ingested. We are getting very high satisfaction around that. So I would say that is one of the first big foray that we are doing in this space. To echo Amish, right? If you think about it, and at least, you know, Gen AI will evolve. But today, where I see Gen AI presenting a lot of value is being able to dissect and get insights from a large set of documents and data. And when you think about benefits and the healthcare policies that are there in your insurance, it's nothing but a very, very large set of documents that are personalized to your organization and what you're covered with, right? And being able to try to decipher through those, it's hard even for me being in this industry for such a long time. When it comes to Gen AI, how do you build large language models that takes that data set and be able to give you the insights on simple things like, am I covered for a certain procedure, right? And there's always a lot of ifs and buts in a lot of these policies, and rightfully so, there's checks and balances. But Gen AI is able to take that and decipher it and come back to you with very simple language that all of us can understand on what is this benefit, when does this apply, and am I actually covered? Right. And those are some of the most integral questions that we all have when we're going and the anxiety we have when we're going to any providers. Am I going to be covered? Is this something that's permissible? Will I need to wait for a long time for authorizations? And I think that's where, you know, Misha Steven, when I've talked to them, what they're trying to crack, the holy grail is, am I covered? You can leverage Gen AI to accelerate that. I think it creates a very differentiated experience for the patient in the end. Yeah. And Jake, one of the things I would also mention in addition to what they just has said is that whenever companies are starting to leverage this, aspire or make sure that you are aspiring to the high tilt principle, which is human in the loop principle, that gives you an assurance on another level 
of warranty security, if you want to call it that way, before that information is passed over. So I think those are some of the principles that we are aspiring to. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's my advice. Keep the humans in the loop, at least for now. That'll solve a lot of the concerns that might be out there. And also, humans still have a lot to add. Let's not <laughs> downplay our role in all of this. This is really interesting because this sounds to me like such a great use case for this technology. We hope you're enjoying the discussion. To join the conversation and engage with other business leaders, follow us on LinkedIn at AWS Executive Connection. You know, I see a lot of folks really trying to almost fit a square peg in a round hole. And we joke and say, you know, generative AI is the answer. What was the question? That sort of thing. But in this case, it sounds like such a great use case. I'm surprised not all providers are doing this. I mean, perhaps they're all working on it, but I personally would love to have this feature (laughs) because I can't read all of those documents. Are you giving patients direct access to the model to query their documents? I mean, where is the human in the loop in this scenario? For the most part, the human in the loop is our care center, call center agent. But like you said, right, once this matures, we are open. Once we know the results and once we know that it can handle variety of situations and scenarios, we are open to enabling this to our Sydney Health app. At the end of the day, it's your benefits, your plan. That makes total sense. Your agents have access to the model and they, when someone calls in or does a chat with their agent, then they're able to get those concise answers. That's amazing because you know, so often it's like, well, we have to get back to you or read this document or that sort of thing. Be able to actually give an answer on the spot is so powerful. How quickly were you able to implement this? It sounds like you're early adopter of this technology and you already have something that's working quite well. I'm sure our audience would like to know because they want to implement things as soon as possible. How quickly were you able to do this and were there any challenges along the way? Yeah, I would say, listen, we have been at this, in all honesty, in a variety of different ways for a while now. I have an exponential engineering team that has developed this capability. Before some of the large language models, we were using different type of technologies to stitch these pieces together. But we are piloting with the large language models, and we are just introducing that. It is a use case that we are very familiar with. We know about it. It's very much ingrained. We have the domain knowledge. So I would say, Jake, to accelerate this, you have to have deep domain knowledge in this field in order to help your members and your customers. Absolutely. So many things are so similar to how cloud was several years ago. Getting your workforce trained and educated is going to, you know, really pay dividends on this in terms of being effective. Let's talk about something else, because when I have these conversations with customers, one of the things that always comes up is cost, right? Is this going to be prohibitively expensive? Can I use this as a way to leverage cost takeouts? My opinion is usually, yes, you can. But the more interesting part of this is the productivity gains that you get, right? Value has two sides of the equation. You have what you get and what you pay. I think that what you get part is more interesting. What's your opinion on that? Has that been your experience as well? I think you are spot on, Jake. I reflect back little bit on the cloud when a lot of people were referring to what is the return on investment on cloud. And listen, it's such a complicated and subjective equation, right? Because there are a lot of things that have to come together in order for you to really justify the cloud or frankly, Gen AI return on investment. I think there is a business model change that you should absolutely incorporate. Over here, there is an operating model change that has to happen. And then obviously, there is the technology model that has to change. But like any exponential technologies, cloud being one, Gen AI being another, you have the tangible cost, you have intangible cost. And whenever you are crafting a business case, you should think about both of them and not just look at it as a efficiency play 
like you mentioned, Jake, or, or a cost-cutting play. I think there is a whole massive scenario in terms of what are you enabling for your members? And is there additional value capture that you can gain out of that? I think a lot of focus, a lot of time is given on optimizing cost. I don't think we are giving enough focus on can we diversify? Can we look at other value capture scenarios on the front end to help justify some of the costs? There is a saving component, but there's also, I mean, if you think about healthcare and insurance as well, right? There's a huge piece around retention. Am I able to provide a more differentiated experience that will create stickiness and that member or that patient will want to stay with me because I understand them a lot more. I'm able to give them personal insights. I've made it such that it's easy for them to navigate and understand what my benefits are, where I can go, which network am I part of, retention, and especially in turn of the foray of Medicare, Medicare Advantage, for example, there is such high competition. As you go forward, the companies that are going to be leveraging these created a franchise experience will end up winning and will end up getting a much larger market share, which eventually does drive significant savings. Yeah. And also a more robust business, a more resilient business and and greater revenue, which are all great things as well. What are you guys looking to do next? The use case you mentioned is so compelling. I'm just curious, is there other things you're thinking of and what do you anticipate you'll be able to do in the future with this? Yeah, there's a whole host of uh, use cases, Jake, that we are looking at. Obviously, we are very focused on the capture piece, the value capture piece. We want to go after things that can significantly improve our member experience right, and kind of digitally enable them. So those are some of the most uh, front and center use cases that we are going after. You know, if you think about the healthcare industry and if you talked about what the buzzwords were, let's say two, three years ago, everything around interoperability, right? And Amish, you talked a little bit about convergence and, you know, how data is transferring across organizations. You know, I look at a world which is not too far out where the use cases that Amish talked about and how do you now layer in the interoperability components with it such that it's not just about, am I covered for a specific procedure or service, but can the Gen AI component now say, okay, well, you're covered. And if this is what you want to do, here are the three providers that I found that are in your network. And I've already kind of gone through that part. And by the way, I see an appointment tomorrow at 10 a.m. at this one, which is three miles away from your house. Would you like me to go ahead and book it? We get into really connecting the dots between things like Gen AI and interoperability. And to me, that is how this needs to move. And look, all the pieces are there. I believe the organizations that are able to stitch it all together the fastest and get to market are the ones that are going to be able to create a more resilient business. That sounds like every patient's going to have their own personal concierge. And (laughs) that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's where the industry is going. It's interesting where you talked about healthcare, personal concierge. And today, that's a premium service that uh, a lot of people pay for, right? You look at executives that would have that as part of their comp packages, right? Think about what this technology will actually enable is that all of us, every consumer would be able to have their own personal concierge that's at their fingertips. That will create a completely different experience, which is exactly what we should be striving towards. That's interesting. I wonder how many other industries will follow suit in this regard, creating a level playing field for everyone, giving that top tier service to just about everyone at a very low cost. It seems like we're on the very beginning of a journey that's going to lead to that. And that's very exciting. And it's all around personalization, right? 
how can you provide a very personalized service to your members? And if you start putting them in the center of this, I think that's where, in my opinion, the puck is moving. And when I look at just healthcare, right, the value chain, it's really a collection of critical ecosystems, right? We have healthcare companies like ourselves. We have providers like doctors and hospitals. We have employers who offer benefits to their employees. You have the device and the drug companies. And now you're starting to see tech companies who provide individualized health data, right? Like your watches, smart devices. All of this collection of data is all starting to converge. And I think the company that can unify and personalize this ecosystem, in my mind, will have the most amount of growth in healthcare. That's such a great point. It's not just about personalizing the service. It's about leveraging all that data that we're largely leaving on the table, right? Because we don't have the resources to take advantage of it and utilizing that to personalize the service for every individual without having to have people do all of that. That's very powerful when you say it that way. Let me ask one question, which might be just kind of burning in our audience's mind right now, because I get this question a lot and have a feeling you've dealt with it. And that's the the issue of privacy and compliance when it comes to generative AI. Most of the concerns that I hear are around those areas. As a healthcare provider, I'm sure you're very familiar with (laughs) these issues. How have you approached that? And can you just share with us some of the things that you've done or are doing to address the compliance and privacy issues? You know, it's a very important issue, something that uh, Elevance Health and we take it very seriously when it comes to privacy and compliance. We have frameworks that we use and we audit ourselves, we evaluate ourselves. So there is a very strong posture when it comes to privacy within Elevance Health. And frankly, it's your health data. So we take your personally identifiable information and your personally health information. We take that extremely, extremely seriously. We have a mechanism where we have added more protection so that we make sure that those are obfuscated. And whenever we are integrating this data, we make sure that all that information is privatized, securitized, so that even people who need access to that information or have access to that information cannot really identify you. And that's where we are putting a lot of our energy into that. And Jake, actually, to that point, right, to me, that's sometimes the benefit of going to cloud and being a cloud adopter, right? Having worked at Elevance for several years, right, the the robust framework that Amish talked about, right, every service from AWS that is used at Elevance Health goes through a thorough process to get approved for compliance. There's certain frameworks that are put around it. The great thing is that once that hardening is done, the framework is done, for the developer who's developing, once that's approved and used, they know that that compliance and privacy part is already built in. So rather than having to build it all every time by yourself, if you know that this service and only the services that are approved are even in the catalog, right? So knowing that you can just quickly pick up from the catalog, it's gone through all of the privacy and compliance, it has the hardening already built in, the safeguards are there, it enables you to develop much more efficiently and uh, create a much safer environment. This has been a great conversation. I want to ask, what are the top key takeaways from this conversation and, and maybe even things we haven't covered for you that you think would be useful for our audience to know? I think Gen AI is still evolving. You know, There's different level of maturity in the three different areas, whether it comes to how do I create a differentiated experience for my employees? How do I accelerate the development and speed and agility? And, uh, you know, how do I create a truly different experience for my end member and customer? To me, what is really exciting is how can I connect the dots between things like Gen AI and interoperability to now create a truly unique experience and a personalized experience 
which I truly believe that this industry needs. Yeah. And Jake, I think they just covered a lot of those. What I would add to this is, you know, some of these exponential technologies like cloud, gen AI, soon quantum, these technologies are going to have a very lasting impact on your business model. So work with your business partners to evaluate the nature of it. Don't implement the technology for the tech reasons. I think have a solid business model or have a solid business backing from your business partners and prioritize that. I mean, they are as excited as you are on the tech. I'll tell you that. They're looking for that partnership. You should partner with them. A couple other things around developer productivity, which is going to be huge over here. And the natural question is, well, you know, if the developer is 30, 40% productive, do we need that many developers? And I don't think that's the, the right question. I think the right question is, look at all the stuff more I can deliver, right? Really, you're increasing your supply by that much and you can do more with same. And I think that's where, in my humble opinion, where some of these technologies can be can be deployed. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. With increases of efficiency, with these force multipliers that are coding companions like Code Whisper and those kinds of things, if you get a 40%, say, increase in productivity, you have a choice. You can maybe get the same done with fewer people, or you can get more done with the same number of people, or you can go after opportunities that you just couldn't go after before and grow your business. And it's a wonderful choice to have, right? It's a choice that you didn't have before without that efficiency. So whichever way you go, I agree with you. Great developers are so hard to hire. When you have them, keep them as much as you can and try to get as much out of them as possible. And generative AI is one tool. And these great tools don't come on very often that could give you that much of a productivity increase. So definitely take advantage of it. I'd just like to echo one thing that you said earlier in the conversation, which is pick business cases that you can implement quickly and can show value quickly. That was a real amazing insight that you made earlier because the customers that are successful with this and were successful with cloud previously, that's pretty much the approach that most of them took. It was the approach that I took when I was a customer, which enabled our success. And it's just the right way forward. And since so many people are looking for that first use case, I think that's a real easy way to narrow it down and get started quickly. Tejas and Amish, I really want to give you my appreciation for joining us today. It was a really fascinating conversation. I know we could do this for an hour or two if we had the time, but uh, maybe we come back and do it again soon. But thank you so much for joining us today. This was great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conversations with Leaders, brought to you by AWS Executive Insights. For more on these topics, visit aws.amazon.com slash executive insights. While there, be sure to learn more about AWS Exec Leaders, an invite-only global community for business and technology leaders. <laughs>